The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. But today, everything costs more. So smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one proven platform, helping you reduce IT costs, maintenance costs, and manual errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash earnings right now. NetSuite.com slash earnings. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I'm delighted to be joined by Charlie Nunn. He is the chief executive officer of Lloyd's Banking Group. Charlie, thank you, as always, for giving us a little bit of your time on Bloomberg TV. How would you rate the openness, actually, of investment, both domestically but also globally, of money coming into the UK? Well, first of all, thanks for having me. It's great to be here at the Global Investment Summit today. Um, investment in the UK is actually lower than it has been uh, at the moment in time, than it has been historically. And given domestically the uncertainty in the economy, we've got a relatively lower level of domestic investment at the moment, which is why I actually think an event, event like this and a focus on trying to get more investment in business and in the UK is so important. But, so, so what's the, you know, what does you, the UK offer to, to global business? I know they're making a pitch now. If you're a global investor, like, where do you put your money to work? So, as you know, I'm British, so I'm going to do a, a, an unashamed pitch sales well. pitch as well. Uh, but the UK has some of the strongest industries in the world and definitely within Europe. So if you think about the tech sector, the life sciences sector, education, the creative arts, financial services itself is actually the biggest exporter of financial services in the world. We have some fantastic industries. Underpinning all of that, we have a leadership around a number of the transition to net zero technologies and industries in the world as well. And, and it's a real source of investment in the UK for the energy transition, wind farms, as an example, and housing. But Charlie, so we've seen a lot of investors actually come, come on this show and say, look, we're worried about the energy transition because the Rishi Sunak, the prime minister, probably took a bit of a U-turn to appease uh, certain people in his party. Do you see any lack of investment gusto for the green no, the underlying economics of the energy transition, when you look at the economics of wind power and solar power, the transition that the UK has made as a leadership position away from coal to gas and then now to green energy, that long-term trend is, is really quite secure. And green energy is more secure and it's cheaper. Yeah. And if we continue to invest, I think most businesses, most capital can see that long-term investment opportunity. How's productivity holding up in the UK? So as you know, productivity has been one of the challenges uh, for this economy. It's why at the moment, with the uncertainty we have in the, in the economy, we're really focused on trying to say, as Lloyd's Banking Group, how do we help more investment domestically and internationally for businesses of all sizes? So small businesses, medium-sized businesses, and the largest international firms need to invest for us to get that productivity over the next one, three, ten years. You're very optimistic about Lloyd's Banking Group. I think you left your guidance for net interest margins, which is a key measure of profitability, even when some analysts are saying, look, we worry about the deposits, we worry about consumers going forward. 
Yeah, I mean, Lloyds Banking Group, um, as you know, is the largest retail and commercial bank in the UK. We've got about a trillion dollars uh, that we invest in the UK. Uh, we lend about £450 billion pounds to uh, consumers in the UK and businesses in the UK. So we're managing Lloyds Banking Group very much through cycle. Um, we're halfway through uh, our first stage of our strategy, which we announced in 2022, and we're investing £4 billion pounds in trying to make Lloyds even more customer-centric, more relevant for the future and to get some growth. And uh, we're managing, you mentioned net interest margin. We manage our net interest margin to support customers through the cycle. Um, today we're about uh, just over 300 basis points. Lloyds Banking Group was at that in 2018 when interest rates were almost at 0%. So we manage with that through cycle mindset in support of customers. How confident are you that your, consu- that your customers are okay and what kind of impact will they see from the autumn statement? So at the moment in time in the UK, it's a very uncertain time, and it's difficult yeah. for many customers, um, whether you're an individual or a household dealing with the cost of living, a business dealing with higher rates, yeah. um, or just the uncertainty about the future. Uh, what we've seen is a significant number of the customers in the UK have got real difficulty, real uncertainty at the moment. We're focused on these two things. Um, one is for those that uh, are struggling to make ends meet, yeah. either individuals or businesses. There are some businesses and individuals really making sure we're there to support them. Our ask has always been, please just contact us because there's so many things we can do to support you. And at the same time, trying to build that confidence for, for investing into the future to get that focus on business and government investment for productivity, growth and future jobs. But how much distress do you see out there? And are you surprised that actually the economy has been pretty much resilient? even if a lot of people are struggling. So the story we told earlier in the year, um, when we talked to, let's say, households and individuals, about 70 or 80% of people are really uncertain and are really nervous about the current environment. 20% of, of people in the UK are having to make tough choices to make ends meet, and less than 1% can't make ends meet. That's been pretty stable this year. Um, it's getting more challenging for some people and some businesses, but that's been pretty stable. And we've seen some real uh, wage in, uh, uh, inflation this year or growth this year. Real wages have actually increased this year, so we can see some stability. 2024 is not going to be an easy year. Uh, we're not predicting a recovery in, in GDP growth. And in fact, we're, inc- we're predicting as our baseline a slight increase in unemployment. So. We know households are going to have a difficult period for the next 18 months, and we're here to support them. What can you tell us about the Telegraph sale? Obviously, that's been a a process that's been managed independently from me. Um, It's been playing out in the media pretty clearly, so nothing else to add from me on that. There's not. Do you have an inclination to either say yes or no to one of the offers? We know Redbird, IMI are are in there in the mix. So there's two things going on that you're aware. Um, The government's obviously will be down to them to decide what investigation or oversight they provide of the sales process. The actual process we have itself is being run independently from my role. You can imagine it would be very difficult for me to be involved by that. We have an independent board. We have an independent... uh, organization Goldman's running the sales process so very keen for it to be, to a, go, go ahead clearly um, I'm absolutely focused on making sure I do the right thing for Lloyd's Banking Group and our shareholders in that context and obviously let the processes run as they uh, as they will run all right Charlie thank you so much for your time today that was Charlie Nunn there the Lloyd's Banking Group Chief Executive Officer Osage County Oklahoma is getting a lot of attention right now it's the setting of Martin Scorsese's latest film Killers of the Flower Moon The movie's based on a book about the 1920s Osage murders, when white men poured into Osage County and killed Osage people for their oil wealth. I'm Rachel Adams-Hurd, the host of In Trust, a podcast from Bloomberg and iHeartMedia. 
For over a year, I was reporting a different story about other ways white people got Osage land and wealth and how a prominent ranching family in Osage County became one of the biggest landowners here. Their ranching empire was built on land that at the turn of the century was all owned by the Osage Nation. So how'd they get it? Listen to the award-winning podcast, In Trust, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.